Hey everyone, I'm Joe Turpel. And I'm Cassie Randolph. And welcome to the first episode of The, the Ultimate, Ultimate Surfer Post Show Podcast. The T-U-S-P-S. I like it. P-S. Yes. We're going to recap episodes one and two. And then we're going to dissect some of our favorite moments. Joe here is known as the voice of surfing. He spent weeks on set while The Ultimate Surfer was being filmed has 14 years following the World Surf League Championship Tour as a commentator. Where does the time go? Well, and Cassie was on The Bachelor. Yep, she did really good. She hails from Huntington Beach and is a surf fan herself. There's no one better to give us those reality TV insights using her firsthand experience. We're going to get some fun behind-the-scenes insight. And then we have a very special guest, Anastasia Ashley. So let's get to it. Let's go. Hey everyone, <laughs> here we go, podcast world, absorb us. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Joe and Cassie, really great to see you. Great to see you, Joe. This is uh, crazy, episode one and two for these surfers, so much to talk about because, well, a lot, not a lot of them have been there before and surfers in a reality TV show. Wow, I feel like a, it's never happened what a before, mix. has it? I can't think of one. Uh-uh. Yeah. I love it. Love the concept. Pretty cool to see the pressures that come with reality television and the idea of feeling vulnerable when there's all these cameras rolling and you're trying to be yourself. Cassie, is that <laughs> terrifying or easy to do? You know, at first, it is very terrifying. I could think of quite a few initial situations when I was on Bachelor when they first put the mic and the cameras on and you're supposed to be having a natural conversation and all of a sudden next thing you know it's over and you like blacked out the entire thing <laughs> <laughs> you were so nervous <laughs> you're like you, was I there did I do, do it? you ever want to watch it back or and you, you never like... want to watch it back ever I mean we watched you today how'd you feel oh I wanted to hide under the couch <laughs> It's a crazy concept. And I then could... you're in this place where you're talking about something you love, which is surfing. They've dedicated their lives to, so they know they want to be there. I, I, what I was really stoked on was when I saw the cast, I'm going, well, when they know what the prize is. Yeah, there's a lot at stake here for them. $100,000. And the biggest part is like getting on the championship tour, not just one event, but three events. That is so hard to do. There's pro mm -hmm. surfers that are amazing they've spent a lifetime and they've never gotten there so with that kind of a carrot dangling at the end i think even people who would be like scared of a reality tv concept they'll be like you know what i've got to. they just have to shot. forget about it and move on and get through it you can see the intensity in all the cast members during the show for sure you've been to lamore before i have what'd you think you know it would have been great except for the heat <laughs> i think i say i know you were telling me what that you had ice buckets under your feet the entire time <laughs> it was really cool to find out that i had ice buckets on demand <laughs> because it was honestly 110 degrees in the heat you know even for these contestants even though they're in airstreams and set up like you have to make sure you that almost, you don't overheat yeah you can't even tell watching it how hot it really is i went through a few shirts wardrobe changes it was, <laughs> i can only imagine it was unbelievable i think the crazy part though too was the wave itself it's so perfect it's a dream it, it's like almost this turned into this bucket list spot of a place a surfer has to go to to surf but it's not a place that you can just book a trip and go. 
Yeah. Unless you have the money to, to book it out for the day, but it's incredibly expensive and it sort of feels like this Willy Wonka chocolate factory for surfers and you just don't know how you can get there. <laughs> oh, and you were saying, oh my gosh, I feel like you need to tell your story of when you very first got to surf that wave. Oh my gosh. My heart was like... That like was a it was really real. good heartbeat. Oh, thanks. So. <laughs> it was really <laughs> scary. You know what was weird beyond my story too, is, which made me feel better, is when I talked to Joel Parkinson. He won a world title in 2012. And he, first time he surfed, he was toward, towards the end of his career. And he's like, I way rather surf my final at the Pipe Masters when it was you know 10 to 12 foot with everything on the line then go through this right now. So right then we realized that there's this crazy amount of pressure that this place was giving people who had already done everything in the world of surfing. They don't have anything else to prove. Why is this place giving them this pressure of like, I don't, I can't feel my arms anymore. Because <laughs> it's a wave that they've never had to deal with before, right? And honestly, watching everyone on it during these episodes, it, they make it look easy. But I think we should get into the show. So episode one, everyone finally gets there. And then they get to finally see the surf ranch, their accommodations. They're in these airstreams, which Looks are so which nice. Are rad. So and for some of them, you know, like Alejandro Moreda, they're being like, they're, we're finally here. This is like broke the surfing world's news few years back and it's just like when are you going to get there so for someone like zeke he's like yep i've competed here i'm back but they're kind of all like going okay we're here but we still don't know what's yeah, going on what's gonna happen and then they found the bottle yeah and the bottles on the table now pretty pretty funny you're going okay there's a message in the bottle that we've stumbled upon and the message is that's the game they're playing in case anybody here doesn't know how to play spin the bottle Tell us the rules. You spin the bottle, and whoever it lands on, you then kiss them. All right, that's correct. So who's going first? <laughs> Actually, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. Just kidding. That's not how we're playing spin the bottle today, because we're going to be using this game of spin the bottle to choose our partners. After they found out that it wasn't actually spin the bottle they had to play, they're probably very relieved. But now they have to form teams. So we kind of start to see how the show's going to work here. I think it's also like, where do you go with just getting comfortable with being there, but also being ready to not being afraid to say what you need to say to set yourself up well to win? You know what I mean? Like when you're picking your team or your partner, oh, yeah, you yeah. got to put it out there. You're in front of the group. That I People feel know like you're not choosing them. So quietly, be, you're kind of going, oh, I'm. you're choosing sides, you know? That'd be extremely awkward, I feel like, especially because some of them are friends, you know? And if you, like, don't choose your friend or, you know, like, what's the strategy that goes behind choosing a team? I'd be curious to ask each of them and how I that guess, felt. I guess we almost have to think back even before the teams is, like, living situations – in those Airstreams, yes, an Airstream is beautiful. I want one. I want one. But when you're competing, that is a tight space. You're so close to someone. And like what we saw from Brianna Cope, she was very upset on who they gave her as a roommate. Right? I would love to hear more on that drama. It seems like there's something that happened before the show started. <gasps> I'm a little mad. My roommate is Malia Ward, but we're not friends, so. I'm nervous, like definitely wasn't expecting it. Malia, we're roommates. What? 
<laughs> well, we're realizing, you know, it is a small world in surfing, but I guess if you don't like someone and you're on a show together, that's crazy. And then to get already paired. I thought it was funny, though, even <laughs> though they <laughs> did have drama, you see... Um, Brianna in the background saying, guess who we're living with, Malia? <laughs> we're paired up together. And she's like, shoot, you can see the it's something not good happening If you were there. wondering if there's going to be a rivalry, it was like, whoa, that's clear. That happened fast. That was very quick. Happened very quick. <laughs> and then it's sort of, and then you see, and okay, they know where they're living. They're going to have to deal with that weird vibe. Now they got faked out with the spin the bottle. They finally got around to picking their teams. And now they're getting into, well, what are we doing besides this? You know, we yeah. know we're living. We've got a team thing. They thought it was probably individual. And Jesse Palmer, the host, is going, all right, it's all about combo turns. This is the first challenge of the day. I love the fact that there was more surfing, like, explained on the show. I mean, I personally know, like, very little about any technicalities of surfing. So being able to learn kind of about, like, carbs and snaps and stuff. I'm sure you can explain a little bit more about all that, but that was very enlightening. Yeah, it's cool. It's also like there's so many words that almost feel so people many. think you're speaking in code of like what types of maneuvers mm -hmm. you use on a wave. And for combinations, it's fun because you could do whatever you want. It's all about linking your turns together. If you have variety in between turns, judges always love that because once you'd land a turn once, it's pretty easy to stay in that motion. You already know what it felt like. So when you can switch gears and go from a snap to a carve to an air, that's the degree of difficulty lifts incredibly high because you're switching gears all the time and you're spontaneous, uh, which is great. And with combo turns being the first discipline, you're like, well, on elimination show, it's going to be obvious if you're playing it safe. And in that combo turn competition, we see Luke and Anastasia win. So they finally get to choose who goes into the surf off. So the winners of the first wave challenge are Anastasia and Luke with a team score of 5.35. Not only are you safe from elimination, it now falls upon you send the first team into the elimination surf off. Luke and I have all the power tonight. It's a nice thing to have when you're in the top spot and then you get to watch your other competitors stress out. I think we're starting to understand the formula now. It's like, uh -huh. okay, you win is awesome, but you're actually a player in this whole thing. Um, like we saw, what was uh, Zeke Lau's turn? The puppet master? Oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> he, he His intensity is really played up in this show. You can tell yeah. he, he wants it. Oh gosh, he's using everything he's learned from the championship tour locker room. Uh, and it's worked against him, where the, the world champs on tour, the Medinas, the McFannings, the Kelly Slaters, can beat you before the heat starts because they are that alpha. Mm -hmm. They know the things to say or not say to get in your mind. Yeah, what did done. he say? <laughs> he said one thing, he was like. There's not one thought in my brain about going home right now. I have a feeling that people are gonna be gunning for me and I'm gonna approach this the same way I would approach everything and just stay confident. That's what it is. That's what you gotta have going into it is the confidence. Oh, he, he exuded all of that. And, but I think it was huge for Luke Davis, Anastasia. They're the, they're the first team to get a win and to all of a sudden go, who are you throwing in to this night surf battle? Oh, first you think you're thinking, whoever they send in, okay, they're immediate rivals. <laughs> they're gonna try to mm -hmm. get you the rest of the, 
the trip if if they go down. But and it was also seeing how, not beyond the surfing performance, how much strategy was really coming into play. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this is the first time we really see strategy being used to kind of win. And I feel like this is when we first see all the alliances really being formed, too. Didn't Anastasia, she wanted to help out Malia. Yeah, longtime friends. They've, they hang out together all the time. So for them both to be cast on the show, you're going, okay, they're besties. They're going to be a force for sure. And I guess same with Tia Blanco and Brianna Cope. They, they hung out and go on surf trips willingly. They're already good friends. Mm-hmm. And they're super talented, and they're they're obviously created a quick team. Obviously, with Brianna's statement, you're like they're already against the Malia oh, yeah. Anastasia crew. So, you know, camp's already separating. <laughs> I feel like it was really smart of the girls there to already pick up on that aspect how um, important the strategy would be. I, you didn't really see it much in the guys really picking up on that quite yet. Maybe Zeke a little bit. I mean, no matter what the show is on TV especially if it's an elimination show, there's got to be alliances. Um, no, yeah, but we see Zeke and Kayla because we oh, had Luke, and, Luke yeah. and Anastasia picking Zeke and Kayla to go into the surf off. And I'm sure they did that. Well, we know they did that because we watched the episode. But Anastasia picked Kayla for Malia. Yeah, so that was all Malia's hope. She's like, I feel like I'm going to get there, low score, had the alliance with Anastasia, and I, I, you know, Luke Davis was like, whatever, <laughs> you know, pick whoever yeah. you want. So Anastasia was effective in helping Malia get that draw. I feel like Austin was a little bit of poor Austin. I felt bad for him. I was oh. like, did he get a say in this? Because he had to go up against Zeke. And it's not just lopsided on, you know, what you've accomplished in your career. It's lopsided in Austin's never been there before. It's lopsided in Austin has a real job. You know, he's a bartender, and it just was couldn't have been more David and Goliath, you know? I so. know. I, like, I wanted him to stay on. I, I don't know who I would have wanted to leave, though, you know? Yeah, so it almost, you could tell. For Zeke, it was like, okay, I'm getting more practice tonight. He knows the wave so well. Yeah. I doubt he was nervous at all. And, and poor Austin, it was like, he just got on the show. I know. Home and I, for Jacksonville, Florida, like both their surfers on the show are gone this, the first night. Yeah, I feel like if I were Austin, I'd feel like I kind of should have had another chance there. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes to show, too, of like if you have a, a previous friendship, it does help you if out. If you have some sort of angle, you can, if Austin had any pull with Luke Davis, you know, that was the time to use it, you know, because mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, poor, poor guy. But I mean, for Zeke, he already gets a nine-five. Yeah, Zeke he, was not already wasn't even sweating it. <laughs> yeah. I think he was excited to surf that night. <laughs> surf, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Malia kind of did Austin a little dirty there. Yeah, and I guess yeah, they had a previous relationship. They so you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it's, it's all about win. yourself. That's right. Yeah, so then Austin and Kayla go home, and then we get into episode two. I love how it starts out, by the way. Good morning, Lamar. So far, two surfers have been eliminated. Luckily, you weren't one of them. So you can breathe a sigh of relief. Grab your water shoes and huff it on down to the basin for your first beach battle. Good morning, Lamar. <laughs> can, you, can you do it for us again? Good morning, Lamar. So much better than mine. <laughs> no, you're, I'd take yours for sure. <laughs> again, this is like no one knows what to expect. All of a sudden, 
Billy Kemper standing there in the middle of the basin. Then he disappears. And that was real, by the way. You know, sometimes there's magic <laughs> in TV where, I mean, they did cut away to the people. He did that. He actually did that twice. What? And he stayed under for longer than four minutes. That is so... Imp- How's that even possible? I mean, I know it's possible, but... How- it's crazy. Can you hold your breath for a long time? No. Yeah. <laughs> I can hold my breath for like maybe 20 seconds. I don't yeah. know what's normal. 10? <laughs> it's normal to, for surfers to practice it, especially for a big wave champ like Billy winning mm-hmm. Jaws. I mean, he has to prepare to be uncomfortable underwater, to be shaken around and hold his breath for a very long period of time and staying calm. Oh, my gosh. He does this on the show while he's recovering from one of the worst wipeouts, the worst wipeout of his career in Morocco. So he shows up, and you're wondering how his training's going to be. You're like, oh, Billy's fine. He's a, such a warrior. And it was kind of cool to have his presence there. Again, small surfing world. Mm-hmm. You know, his wipeout trip, he was on. Luke Davis was there. Koa Smith was there. Uh, you know, he's obviously grown up with Zeke. He knows everybody on the show. And but they also like respect him to a very high level. I so I think they're kind of going, okay, what what does Billy have for us? Yeah, what is he gonna throw at us today? Yeah, surfing is about having fun. There's also a massive risk. Holding your breath is one of the most important tools of staying safe. When I'm working on my lung capacity, my first go to is running rocks underwater, it's been passed on for generations. I, I almost can't even put myself in that position. Like, I don't know how to put myself in their shoes in that moment. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's like for Billy to explain this breath-holding competition, you're thinking every cast member has entered that sort of training at some place. Even if mm-hmm. you're not, like, chasing Jaws. or the, you're, you, you've, been, you've had your worst wipeout story. Yeah. So for them to have this as their life, their career, what they dream of, they've got some practice you know, holding their breath and getting past their threshold to build their lung capacity. And it was Koa and Julie who kind of had the best technique in, what was it, carrying how many pounds? 100? Or was it 50? Okay. It was 50 pounds. 50 pounds, that's right. And I- Koa was like leaning forwards. Julie was a lifeguard, so she understood or had experience. She had carried 100 pounds underwater. Oh, when being she a lifeguard trains. training. So yeah. no wonder she was so good at it. Half yeah. the weight. It was like a power pair. Everyone was uncomfortable with that. I don't think any of them thought it was going to be as hard as it was. This breath hold challenge is crazy. Everyone's overboard with their lifeguard buoys. A bunch of world-class surfers looking like they're drowning in the water. They're getting tangled up, and then for Zeke to come in almost last, his alpha dog presence for the first time, you know, was taken. He was like, I'm feeling embarrassed and just straight ashamed. I'm embarrassed and ashamed. <laughs> that was for the big guy in the arena and for a guy that trains mm-hmm. with his breath holding. I was not ready for him to look that How uncomfortable. How was it watching them? Did you get to see him when you were there? I was watching that the whole time. Were going, you laughing? Were you <sighs> confused, scared for them? I don't know. I think everything you mentioned, I was. I was feeling because first I'm going, how come they're not coming in yet? Like, it's a pool, <laughs> you know? It's a pool. Like, it's, they go way deeper in the ocean. And that skill set, whoever came up with that, that was genius <laughs> because it also showed it was this like lead into you're not just picking your partner because they might be the best surfer. It's all of a sudden you have to work together well, mm-hmm. you have to communicate well. And Koa and Julie are all of a sudden like this super duo of maybe, you know, maybe take away surfing talent, 
but this ability to work together as a team and where the advantages will come with that if you're winning challenges like that, that, mm-hmm. that was a huge takeaway for me. Yeah, I feel like they got really lucky in that um, competition because they probably had no idea they were going to have to <laughs> know how to carry weight underwater. Yeah, they had no idea. But they just picked the perfect partners for that. It was funny. Honestly, it was funny for me to watch. Yeah. At the end when... They know they show a little shot of Malia. She looked like she was about to cry <laughs> sitting there. Oh, yeah. You could tell she was gassed and, and frustrated. And I think maybe when you tell this group their first experience in a beach battle, they're probably like, yeah, this will be cute. You know, they're probably like, okay, cool. When are we going mm-hmm. surfing? And then for Kai to go, oh, my gosh, I've got to take these beach battles more seriously. He's starting to understand the game. I think that's kind of when it hit everyone. This is going to be... This isn't going to be easy, you guys. Um, and then we see them coming out of that competition. Koa and Julie, who got to pick, who gets to ride the three extra waves. They got to get the night surf session. And the crazy part is, first off, all these surfers, their gills are just drying up. Oh, they want to surf so bad. <laughs> they're just you can tell. dying. It's just like, it's like their favorite thing to do. But it's also anxiety on prepping for anything you do. And they're not getting that. Mm-hmm. So to have you win a challenge and then you get to surf at night, that is a huge bonus. Oh, Koa and Julie are probably so stoked that they got to get those extra waves. And then they get to choose um, another team to get three waves with them. And I, I felt the tension in that room when, you know, Luke was looking at him and Zeke was looking at him. <laughs> and he's like, choose, choose, who are you going to do? But we know that Luke... Koa are good friends. Yeah, so they just, they're on that trip with Billy Kemper to Morocco. They they hang out all the time. They talk daily. And so right in there, maybe they're not speaking about their alliances like some of the women are, but, you know, that's that's a clear one. You're going, oh, Luke and Koa, they yeah. might try to help each other win. And then Luke's going, oh, cool. Guess you see who your real friends are. You know, you know what? Sometimes you don't know who your real friends are. <laughs> Sorry, Luke, I know you're frustrated and you want to get out there a few more times, but my whole strategy was to not let any other group get practice, so this was the best move for our team, for sure. Oh my gosh, when he said (laughs) that, I was like, there's an undertone of he's fully serious right there. Oh yeah, that was real. I think he was, Luke was truly baffled that he was not surfing. He was like, I'll never take you on a surf trip again. No, and I think he probably hasn't. <laughs> he probably hasn't. I would love to know, actually. You know, I think that it was like the, on the other side of that, the whole reason Luke didn't get picked, because I think Koa did admit in the show that the, he was his first pick. He's like, yeah, well, Luke's coming with me, was Zeke's insight of knowing that he could offer a bribe to Koa. That was interesting to me. Yeah. That he offered to give all six waves to Koa. And it was interesting to me for two reasons. One being, okay, he's just giving Koa more waves. And, I mean, Koa's fair competition there. Like, is that really smart of Zeke? And then, two, how did he think of that? Because it was genius. It was really smart. That changed everything. I mean, you know Zeke. Is he that smart? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've got to be smart to be on tour. But that blew me away because I've never seen him in this kind of place. And his idea of being the puppet master, (laughs) he's even playing it when he's not even in the position of power. He actually knew that. He's like, I can go talk to Koa. So yeah, wherever he landed at that was unbelievable. And for Koa, you're like, well, once Luke watches the show, you know, he's seen it now. He's probably going, Uh, Koa, I owe you an apology. 
I get fully. it. You know? He's fully doing that. Because <laughs> if anyone's getting offered that, three waves is nothing for these surfers. Mm-hmm. To be able to get six, you're always going to take that. Oh, that, yeah. That bribe. That was like literally no questions asked. I knew he was going to take that offer. So, yeah, poor Luke. Surf starved just like everybody else. And poor Luke. Zeke, I guess his deal was we're not just going to sit there, but we'll poach your waves. So if, if like say, oh yeah, you know, Koa falls, Julie falls at that point, that's when Malia and Zeke take off. So how did they know where to be sitting in the wave pool to poach these waves? You have to choose a spot. So you can sit maybe at the halfway mark. If you think, oh, maybe they'll fall here. So it's not always going to work out. You could just be like, I'll just sit at the end. So I'm guaranteed some part of the wave. But mm-hmm. If you decide to poach a wave and you're sitting at the top, if they pass you, your chance is over. So if a wave's being ridden, you'd have Malia and Zeke separated by a far margin. And so if it passes Zeke, then Malia might get the chance. If it passes Malia, Zeke might get the chance. So there is a chance you might not get much, but you're still getting an advantage from And we saw Malia get there. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they must have been really excited about that. That was, okay. I'll give it to Zeke. That was a really good offer because he didn't fully give up the waves. He still got a chance to poach him. Yeah, that was that was really, really massive for a guy that's already put as the best surfer on the show already for what he's accomplished. And now to show his strategy as well mm-hmm. is uh, making this guy so dangerous. And then the next day, we see the the wave challenge. The backside attack. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. So, backside is just if you're a regular foot, you stand with your left foot forward, you're going left. And if you're a goofy foot, stand with your right foot forward, you're going right. Simply put, it's easy to see if a surfer's on the wave and their back's to the face of the wave, they're going backside the entire wave. So, it's an interesting thing, you know, when you're just going backside. It's, it's obviously every surfer has to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Some people competitively have done better with backside because they can simplify it in their mind. You're not going for a ton of variety, but it's a lot easier to go vertical. Judges always love vertical surfing in the steepest part of the wave. And sometimes you can just get out of your mind where if you're front side, you're looking at the wave, you could do everything. And sometimes you have to like slow it down what types of turns you want to do. And so some people in a competitive environment like backside for winning because it's easier to get their head around it. If you're signing up for a surf trip as a surfer, generally you're always choosing waves around the world where you're you're facing the wave and on your front yeah. side. And you've been on the championship tour for, what was it, 14 years? It's been a while. That is crazy. Crazy. So you've seen quite a few. I mean, are there backside surfers out there? There are, for sure. Uh, famously, uh, Ace Buckin is known to have one of the best backhands on tour. Owen Wright. You know, Caroline Marks has a beautiful backhand attack. So, you know, a championship tour athlete, when their heat begins, that starts being like, oh, that's their strength. If you see opportunities where they can go backside or backhand, as we say, you're like, ooh, they might have a real strong strength. So, yeah, you definitely see surfers that you go, wow, they win more if they're able to surf their backhand. Yeah. And yeah, in this just feels good. This challenge, no shockers here. We see Zeke and Malia are the winners. Of this backside attack. You guys are our backside wave challenge winners. That, of course, means that you're safe 
and you also get to pick the first team that's going to surf off in our elimination challenge. Yeah, they they owned this challenge. You know, they hadn't won a wave challenge yet. It's just it's like Luke and Anastasia won the first one, so now they get to be in that position where they're flexing even harder. This new super team. I was going to say they're now the. What did Luke say? He was really bummed he created a super team here. <laughs> yeah, you know what. It's like you almost have to like give it up to him for sure. Like, hey, how come your strategy wasn't better? But there's a lot of things that they almost can't, can't control predict. everything, you know? I am, I didn't even see that coming. I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Now they're a super team. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's like you have your team, which can help you a lot by having someone that's really solid. But at the end of the day, it is individual. And that became very clear with the discussion with <laughs> Tia Blanco and Alejandra Moreta. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it kind of paid off for... Anastasia because now when Malia won this challenge she got to help Anastasia out or try and help Anastasia out I guess because it ended up not really working out in her favor but you know this is where we see the strategy again come in. It was interesting yeah because there's some cast members that haven't been a part of these big decisions yet and back-to-back -back episodes We've got Anastasia helping Malia. Malia wins the next challenge and you're thinking okay how is she going to help her friend to pay it back but I don't really think it worked out that way. Yeah, so they picked Alejandro and Tia to go to the surf off, but Anastasia, I mean, was she confident in surfing against Tia? I Is think I think she knew that Tia was ripping because in this the backside challenge, she did really well. Like Zeke and Malia, they won the challenge. But Tia put up the single best performance for any of the women. Mm -hmm. So she was clearly amazing. And that's why it kind of blew my mind that Malia would send Tia in there right away. Because Tia actually surfed better than Malia. That's why I was a little challenge. confused as well. Because I felt like at that moment, even though Tia was picked last, right, and spin the bottle, she yeah. was felt it felt like she was coming out on top. Yeah, and then the backside challenge is like, she's got the back score. If Malia's on Anastasia's side, why is she sending Tia back in there with I the challenge? I was a little confused by that. Unless they thought Tia wouldn't choose Anastasia to surf against, but in the talk with Ollie, that's all the only person she wanted. Yeah, and I felt a little bit bad for Alejandro because it sounded like he wanted Kai. He wanted Kai, and then he didn't get if that. he gets Kai, then... then you know, Tia's got uh, Brunazan, who is on tour. So maybe that idea of Brunazan's already been on tour. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's like, I need to avoid that at all costs. And she obviously didn't bring up wanting Julie Hernandez, you know, and, and the Coa Smith factor. Yeah. So, you know, Tia was just clearly going, I'm focusing on Anastasia, which brings up more of I almost the rivalries. I wonder, with that pack. looking at it now, I'm almost wondering if that just had to do just with the rivalries they had some of that drama maybe that's why she wanted to go against Anastasia I mean it's it feels really clear that there's something going on between Brianna Tia best friends versus Anastasia Malia best friends and maybe Tia's clear target was like let's get Anastasia out of here Brianna walks up though when yeah. Ale is all of a sudden looks like he's sticking to his guns going, no, I want Kai. And they basically were coming up with they no They team decision. up against him. <laughs> Rihanna takes the time to walk over. I'm just going to, you know. Did we get to hear what she something? said? Next thing you know, Ale's just like, yep, I guess I'm surfing against Luke. He's like, yep, these girls got me. <laughs> At that oh, point, funny. I'm feeling sorry for Alejandro. I'm going. I know, me too. I, so I guess you don't have much of a say in this one. So we're into the surf off at night. 
you know, a couple things here too. It's not only have they haven't really had the time to surf the place in the daytime, they haven't had the experience to surf it at night. They weren't a part of the night session bonus. They're out there going, can I see? What's it like under the lights? How much, how bright is it out there at night? It's actually amazing. You can see everything. So a night surf session in the ocean, sometimes you're like feeling your way through waves. Surfing with the lights at the surf ranch, you can actually surf normal. Really? And I, I could see a CT event happening at night there. Like you can actually surf just like you do in the daytime. And I love that it's cooler. It's not as hot, uh-huh. but it has this crazy stadium like feel. It's all dark and then it's all lit up on the wave. They don't know that though at this time. They're going, can I see? I'm sure it was a bit more surreal going, I'm at night now and I've got to save my spot at the surf ranch. So do you think you're saying that going into the night surf, like there wasn't much of a learning curve there from daytime to nighttime? Yeah, and I'm sure they're going, okay, is this going to be easy to surf? Do I have to safety it just because I won't be able to see properly? But I think they found out quickly that it's lit up incredibly well. Oh, it looked really intense on (laughs) in the episode there was like it looked like a stadium yeah full stadium feeling lights are on and i think this maybe what's different from episode one is they've seen two surfers leave you know with kayla and austin gone and so now it's real it's like okay this is day two and this is it yeah i feel like there's just so many moments where it just kept hitting them that, that how much is at stake how real it is and how hard it's gonna be And for me going into it, you know, Tia, I was going, okay, she's a favorite. She already just showed us that during the daytime. Anastasia hasn't put up a huge score yet. And then for Alejandro, you know, he felt like the true underdog in that one. You know, he didn't want it to begin with. He didn't want Luke Davis. And I'm looking at Luke going, he's a favorite to win this whole thing. You know, he shadowed, he's not shadowed, but he grew up with Kolohe and Dino, who's mm-hmm. one of the best guys in the world, just represented the USA in the Olympics. They were sparring partners growing up. Like, Luke's so prepared, so. I was honestly, I feel like Alejandro kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and is really on top now, but I wasn't expecting Luke to go home so fast. So shocked. I, like, he yeah. was the last guy that I thought would be gone. And that's where you see that it's not just about the surfing all the time, it's just about the game. And like what situation you can be in. And I guess when the surfing comes into play at night, you're going, okay, this is your chance. And so it's like Luke versus Alejandro, who's who's going to win? And Alejandro deserved it. He... Luke tried to get really barreled on the left. He he got too too deep, and Ole just flipped a switch and turned it on. So it was really impressive. At the end of it all, even though Tia, I don't think this was her plan by giving Alejandro a challenge to make him better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she was kind of in it for her own goals. Ultimately, though, Alejandro by beating Luke, I think all of a sudden is going. I think I can win this thing. And maybe he will. (laughs) (laughs) So that is our recap of episodes one and two. We had a ton of exciting stuff in both of those episodes. Can't wait to see what episodes three and four have in store for us. That's right. We're just going to take a quick break to get a word from our sponsors, but stick around because when we come back, we've got Anastasia Ashley calling into the show. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are here with our special guest, Anastasia. We just watched her get eliminated in episode two. So we're going to hear all about her experience today. Anastasia, we're so excited to have you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here and uh, talk all things Ultimate Surfer. So cool, Anastasia. Um, gosh, can you just say that your experience, what it was like kind of as you look back at it all with the Ultimate Surfer? Yeah, you know, it's been um, a wild experience being a part of the Ultimate Surfer. For me, I hadn't been in a jersey in a really, really long time, so that alone and being thrown into, um, you know, the show with competing and, um, just not knowing, um, anything that was going to happen with throwing competition in the mix was definitely just a wild experience. And yeah, for me, it was a lot of fun though. Um, I had a lot of fun just kind of getting back in that competitive mode because I've been out of that mind thing for so long. So it's definitely fun, and I'm definitely, like, fired up. Great. I feel like watching you back, it, you seem so confident, too, going into it. Would you say that's, like, kind of key? Yeah, de- definitely for me. It, it, for me, it's been an interesting one because um, not living and breathing it 24 hours a day, 365 <laughs> days a year um, definitely actually gives me a bit of confidence because the pressure's off um for me definitely like when I was younger and competing more full-time I kind of went into it just always kind of with this high pressure high stress mentality and you know going into ultimate surfer I was kind of like look I you know I have a lot of experience here I know that I can surf um different types of waves and you know Kelly's branch is definitely like a novelty wave in a lot of ways. So, you know, I kind of went into it thinking I had a pretty good, good shot, good advantage. And also for me, just having um, the no pressure um, kind of going for it um, really kind of just made me feel confident. Anastasia, had you surfed there before the ultimate surfer? Have you spent time at the surf ranch? You know, so unfortunately, I didn't get to surf the ranch really too much before the show. Um, I I had gone once previously. I got a couple waves. And, you know, it's definitely a really, really, really challenging wave. Um, and it's not like anything else that's out there. So leading up to the show, definitely, I was kind of nervous and, you know, uh, about that. But also I kind of thought it could be an advantage because it kind of um, levels up the playing field a bit versus like a traditional um, 
contest zone like Huntington or, you know, Lowers or something where it's like, you know, everyone gets to surf there every day. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking, though, you've been on other reality TV shows, right? So did that help in any way of just feeling normal, mic'd up? And, I mean, you saw a lot of people you've known, but did that kind of help you in any way because you've been through that scenario before, having cameras rolling on you? I was just going to ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've done. So I've done a lot of different TV shows and different um, experiences, to say the least. So the camera and, you know, the pressure from, you know, people being around you and producers and, you know, that side of things, too, as well, didn't phase me at all. Um, You know, the last reality show I did, I lived in the jungle and slept on the dirt for six days. So (laughs) for me... (laughs) For me to be in an airstream and be chilling um, and able to surf was definitely an upgrade. Totally. So how was your experience on the show, Anastasia? My experience on the show was a lot of fun, you know. Um, Again, for me, just being able to put on the jersey again and be in the mix and, you know, feel like that uh, excitement to compete again and to have that adrenaline and kind of just so is it like preparing for a contest just like you normally would is or was it kind of a lot to take in because did you get given a format of how you were going to compete on this show before you got there like did you know how to prepare for it exactly so when I found out that I was going to be joining the show I had no idea exactly what kind of challenges or how the format was going to be or what they were going to have us do or anything like that so I was super excited to do the show and start training and doing um you know more time in the water and everything and actually you know where I live um with the pandemic my beaches were shut down for three months previous to the show so I wasn't able to surf um, for three months leading up to the shows or, or, um, you know, I was able to do some training at home, but for actually surfing, that was like pretty much like the big bummer um, because, you know, I, I couldn't even go to the beach where I live. So that's crazy. Um, Well, you did well. So good job. It's very impressive. Yeah. So watching episode that, episode one and two, um, we saw quite a bit of drama between Malia and Brianna and we're all dying to know what happened there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you put a group of girls in a house with cameras, you're going to get some drama um, for sure. And having different personalities, I think all surfer girls are all strong, independent women and they know what they like and they know what they don't like and so definitely I think it was bound to have some drama between some of the girls and yeah you know I know that um, Malia has grown up competing with Tia and Brianna from that generation and you know I went into it giving everyone a fair shot to can treat everyone with respect and go from there and you know to be honest I was a little you know shocked to to see any beef between Brianna and Malia specifically because I went in thinking they were friends um but you know I think it's a competition show and you know obviously there's no friends friends (laughs) friends when you're competing um 
So, you know, it's again, at the end of the day, like you're in the show and what's at stake is so serious. And, you know, everyone wants it so bad that, you know, people get emotional and people get, you know, their emotions are running wild and they're um, stressed out. Anastasia, I've always felt like you've gone your own way in pro surfing, kind of wrote your own script you know, decided what you wanted to do all the time. And so walking into this place and seeing who you're competing against, you know, we, we realized quickly how close you and Malia are. Uh, but what about the other surfers there? Have you been on trips with them? Have you hung out with them on a friendship level? Or were you kind of seeing them for the first time? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique thing you said. Like, I've always kind of done my own thing. And, you know, um, I... I've hung out with a bit of the other cast members, um, a bit just surfing in the water, but it had been a while, to be honest. Like, you know, Luke Davis, for example, he's from St. Clemente, and I've, you know, I spent a lot of time with him, but I hadn't really connected with him in years. So, like, seeing him and, you know, Koa and Zeke and, and all those guys were so cool to be in, to share that experience with them, and be there with them and actually like catch up because I think in surfing a lot of people know each other and everyone kind of knows what people are doing but now with social media like people see what people are doing versus actually like hitting them up and hanging out and like actually like connecting and seeing what's going on with them so so it probably um, felt like in a lot of ways you're stepping back in to this arena with a lot of some familiar faces but Maybe it's fair to say you kind of had stepped out of this kind of ring of, of surfing talent and were just kind of living your own life. Yeah, totally. And like for me too, um, it was cool exactly like you said, to step back in and, and kind of, you know, be reconnected to people that I've known. And, you know, someone like um, Alejandro, like, you know, I hadn't talked to him or seen him in like 10 years. So wow. that was really cool to see him and catch up to. And then also like, you know, meeting people that there was a few people that I had never met before, like Austin and Kayla and, you know, hearing more about their stories and, you know, what brought them there and, you know, why they were there and, um, you know, getting to know them on a personal level was really cool too. Anastasia, it was crazy at the time. I mean, you came out of quarantine and then you finally get to, one, be outside and then yeah. see the surf ranch. You're not sure when you're going to get a wave and all you want to do is surf. And then yeah. everything's getting set up with this spin the bottle <laughs> thing. That yes. Like, yeah. what was that first response like for you and maybe other cast members? Were you going like, are we really playing so, spin the bottle or are we, we're going to we're going to kiss somebody right now? When I signed up for the show again, I had no idea of what it entailed. I had no idea of like if there was going to be scavenger hunts or um, <laughs> what or like what it was going to be. So I actually, when Koa found the bottle originally, I actually thought it was going to be a whole scavenger hunt. So I actually <laughs> started looking no down the ranch for other things because I was like, okay, there's like, enough it started already. I wish they showed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anastasia's so looking around for another bottle, but more clues. <laughs> yeah. When Jesse walked out and told us we were playing spin the bottle, I think everyone's faces and um, looks were like, 
oh my god it's like a dating show now like what oh is going god. on and then they threw in the you know the first twist of element that we were going to have boy girl teams which was really fun and also kind of you know I think everyone was like oh shit now I have to be dependent on someone else um where you know they that no one had mentioned there's going to be a team aspect to the show so that kind of threw everyone for a loop how do you feel about your teammate decision? Like, how is your the dynamic between you and Luke? Or how come you chose him? Yeah, so I chose Luke because we knew each other pretty well before. And obviously, he's an amazing surfer. So I was, like, super stoked when I was able to choose him. And it was kind of a no-brainer for me. And, you know, I, I knew that we could work well together. And Luke's the guy, so I'm going to pick him. Feels like everyone shows up. Everyone's already a little bit uncomfortable. You don't know too much. And then you're starting to go, wait, is this a dating show? It's just making even more uncomfortable. You're sitting in the circle by a bottle. Did it like feel like you're in school, like not wanting to get picked last for the, for the team? <laughs> Did it feel like that a bit? I definitely could feel that when the girls started picking the guys, that the guys became, you know, uh, pretty worried on who like was going to pick who and definitely oh, you like the guys were more worried about it being there. Yeah. I, I thought the guys were definitely more worried about it. And I, I think basically when it became time to pick, you know, you could see everyone's faces were like either, you know, if they wanted someone specific, like don't pick me or pick me. And I think everyone was pretty nervous again because no one knew how the team system was going to work. So that was like, okay, this person's picking me. I could be stuck with them. <laughs> and I, I, you know, they could affect my, you know, affect how I do on here. So Anastasia, it must have felt amazing winning the first challenge. You know, you've got your partner, Luke. It turns out to be a great decision. You guys have this position of authority to maybe set up someone to get kicked off the show for the first time. And your good friend, Malia, comes up to you to say, you know, you can help me out now. She goes, we're going to get picked, her and Austin, since they had the low scores. And she's going, hey, like, I'd like to surf against Kayla. She felt confident about that. And how did that feel for you going, I can help my friend. This is strategic. And was Luke okay with you sort of making that ultimate decision? Basically, when Malia and I got to the show... I kind of went in with her and when we started to see how things were going to go down, we really didn't want to, um, we really didn't want to match up against each other because we're friends and we wanted to go all the way with each other. So we kind of had come up with our own little pack of, Hey, like, you know, if, we win a challenge or whatever, like we're not going to pick each other unless we have to, unless it's to the end. Right. And so with that, we kind of just definitely um, played a part. And I know in the first episode that she was paired with Austin and they ended up um, losing. And therefore, um, you know, we had choice of who was going to go into the surf off. So I had sat with Malia and kind of strategized with, okay, like you're probably going to surf off. Like who do you want to go against? What team? And it ended up being Zeke and Kayla. And then we played out also the strategy then 
um, if Zeke beat Austin, that she would then get paired with Zeke, which would have been um, amazing for her because um, Zeke is such a talented athlete and he was also a great guy to have on your team. So, <laughs> so I felt um, like people were kind of slow to pick up on strategy. So you guys were very quick to think that whole through of actually not just beating Kayla, but seeing that a better team would be created. Yeah, we, you know, I went into the show knowing that I wanted to be a strategist (laughs) (laughs) and that I went in and, you know, I kind of saw that opportunity and, you know, Molly and I together came up with that and yeah, and it worked out great for her. And I also knew that Zeke is my friend and, you know, he would have my back as well for a lot of situations. Again, you know, you go all the way, you can't, um, you eventually have to choose your friends and go from there. All right. So at the end of episode two, we see you going into the surf off. Tell me a little bit about how that felt. I feel like there'd be a lot of nerves going in. Yeah, definitely going into the surf off and surfing the pool at night um, for the first time was definitely pretty crazy. (laughs) But yeah, no, I definitely, um, by the time the second surf off happened and, you know, we got put in the surf off, I could tell there was definitely like an energy shift towards Malia and I um, with some of the groups and I kind of went in knowing like that I very likely could be chosen to go on a surf off if Pia and Alejandro got put in. And I also knew that Alejandro and Kai have a friendship from way, 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 way back. So that's why I was like, I kind of assumed I was going into the surf off possibly anyways. I know that Malia um, and Zeke had pick them because they thought they were going to pick someone else. But I kind of always assumed, I, I kind of at that point realized that that wasn't the, actually the best strategy and that it was kind of going to backfire for me and Luke. So, so going, <laughs> so I kind of realized it. Yeah. So you, so you and Malia had kind of picked Alejandro and so, Tia to go into the so surf. Malia, Malia had thought by picking Alejandro and and Tia that, you know, it kind of was going to keep us out of the surf off. But, but you're um, saying it backfired. Disagreed. Yeah. I kind of saw that. I think people, if she had picked Tia or Brianna, that they were going to pick me essentially. So, oh, so you um, just thought regardless. I, I kind of thought I was going to the surf off regardless, which I actually, you know, it was pretty, for me, I was, to go into the surf off but I was nervous at the same time because I just hadn't surfed the pool at night so that that was my hesitation on it and I also knew you know when I got picked that Kia was one of the definitely the top people to beat there and she's a great surfer so um, I knew I was going to have my work cut out for me but at the same time I knew if I was there to win that I was going to face Kia eventually or Malia, or Brianna, or anyone else there. So it's hard, hard strategy. I, you gotta like almost in hindsight, you're like Malia, just pick me so I can choose who I go against <laughs> in the surf off. Yeah, would you have rather <laughs> surfed against Brianna? You know, um, honestly, I think it was such an even playing field for everyone at the pool, especially like surfing at night. That 
that's I was kind of up for anyone there. So yeah, looking back, maybe it would have been better to pick someone else. But you know, everyone was everyone was surfing good. And then everyone was also like falling a lot too. So that was the thing. It was kind of like at that point in the competition, there wasn't really, at least from the girls, any big standout. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I know people outside the pool, how they surf, but actually in the pool, it was, it was one of these things where it was like, okay, you know, it's anyone's game here. Anyone can win. I think the crazy part about it, Anastasia, is it's not as easy to surf as people think, I think it's like it's a place that you can't get into when you want to. It, and also it takes time to learn where it barrels, where it doesn't, where to do your turn. So you're on episode two here under pressure of going, man, I'd love to have like at least a few more waves before it's like sudden death situation. Yeah, I mean, that was just the most challenging part of the the whole experience was having not ability to go there and practice before and like test your boards and you know um try surfing at night and you know different things that they threw at you during the show and definitely you know it's it's not like a normal wave I think a lot of people think it is a perfect wave but it does change um with wind and weather and different things and you know even to um something that I learned from you know, being able to get the waves I did while I was there was an extra paddle or the speedier paddle can change your whole wave. And that's something that people don't realize either because, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, how could you like blow a wave at the pool, a perfect wave. But, you know, um, you know, even when you watch the uh, CT events, you'll see the best surfers in the world falling on what people think is a perfect wave. But I think it's one of those things you you don't know what it's like until you actually get go there and see the wave, and you know also see how um, critical it is and how easy it is to make a crucial mistake on the wave. And I went in going, I you know I just want to get barreled and. <laughs> <laughs> do that and, and make my waves versus you know doing like more critical turns and snaps and stuff I was like I'm just I just want to be here for the barrel and you know hopefully they reward that and you know obviously it is a competition so they count every type of maneuver but yeah I I definitely got um stoked on my barrels that I got um while I was there All right, Anastasia, it was so nice talking to you and hearing more behind the scenes of The Ultimate Surfer. Um, It sounds like you had a really great time, so I was happy to hear everything you had to say. Yes, no, it was awesome. Um, Hopefully everyone loved the show, and I'm excited to see more things to the show, and there's going to be some surprises too, so you got to stay tuned. Yeah, and I know from your cast profile, I saw that you're on TikTok Is that somewhere people can find you or is there anywhere else you want to tell us? Yeah, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name the social media. I've been on it, even MySpace, (laughs) RIP. So, yeah, find me online. Uh, Yeah, let me know what you think, too. Send me a message. So good. So good to hear your voice, Anastasia. Thanks so much. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Ultimate Surfer Post Show podcast. For more exclusive Ultimate Surfer coverage, go to worldsurfleague.com.